Hey, True Crew, this is Vic, and I'm here to proudly announce that we are affiliates of The Subtle Nerd. The Subtle Nerd is a place where you can get all your modern, nerding, gaming, geek, lifestyle-type shirts. They've got hoodies. They've got tank tops. They've got stuff from men and women. They've even got posters and mugs for all your nerd gaming needs. And the best part about all this is that you, our loyal listeners and followers, all get to benefit from this joint venture, which means you get 10% off if you use the code CHEWPOD, C-H-E-W-P-O-D, all cap letters, you'll get 10% off your entire purchase. So what are you waiting for? All you have to do is just click the link in the ad description below, or you can just head on over to thesubtlenerd.com. We'll also have all the information you need posted and pinned on all of our social media websites. And again, head on over to The Subtle Nerd, and don't forget to use the coupon code CHEWPOD so you get 10% off. Episode 380 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. All right, well, welcome to another episode of How the Sausage is Made. And this time it's my turn uh, to do this. The first one I still is on Patreon. I don't remember the name of that movie. Did, what was the name of that movie uh, that you did? Shoot to Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid movie. You don't even remember it, and you did it. <laughs> so well, the one we actually did, released for everybody was uh, Big did, Trouble Little China. Right. You did Big Trouble Little China. And then you did Short Circuit. Yep. All right. So here with this one. All right. So we'll, we'll start. Let's see if you can. Let's see how many. I have like 20 written down. Let's see if I can get oh, to God. it. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> uh, 20 like trivia questions to see if you can guess. Terrible at right, this. Go. All right. All right. It was released in 1988. It would have been funny if you got it on the first Die hard. <laughs> 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 no, it's not. That would have been fucked up if it was, though. <laughs> yeah, well, like, we've done that do one before. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Wes Craven was originally attached to direct this film. Oh. The main character, uh, the producers, and like collaboratively, like over the course of of trying to get the film casted, Sammy Davis Jr. was attached or wanted. Bill Murray, Jack Nicholson, Tim Curry, Dudley Moore, uh, Christopher Lloyd, and even Sam Kinison were, uh, <laughs> were attached to like names thrown around, right? Wow. Uh, also, Christy Alley was in for one of the roles, but Cheers wouldn't let her do it. Wow. Angelica, Angelica Houston, too. So that's a bunch of them right there. Holy cow. Okay. Okay, so here's here's an interesting one too. So <clears throat> this movie is rated PG, right? But that's not what makes it interesting. What's interesting about it is is that it's one of the very few PG movies that I can think of that actually have the word fuck in it. Wow. And I looked this up and what it's it, it doesn't happen a lot now because like for some reason they think it's like PG thirteen always has that one word fuck but it's not it's the context that matters right like so you can say um I I 
I don't want, I don't want any fucking salad, right? Right. And it, what, you can't use that, that way. But if you use it in an emotional way somehow, like if you say like, uh, like fuck you to the person that like killed your parents or something. Yeah. That kind of, that but, kind of gray area. But then okay. they can't like curse the rest of the movie, right? Right. Well, they can't say like, I think they're also allowed shit like only three or four times or something like that. But anyway, the point is, is that this is one of the very few PG movies that actually have the word fuck in it. Wow. Um, let's see. No, still nothing yet. No, <laughs> no, okay. not, okay. not even close. Okay. Uh, one of the uh, one of the writers from Beverly Hills Cop Two was originally brought in to put more humor into this movie because it was too dark. The original screenplay, really dark. Um, I'm guessing you're not going to get from that one. <clears throat> the box office took in seventy three million dollars on a budget of I think fifteen million, and it ended up being in the top ten in 1988 of highest grossing films of 1988. Now, what's interesting about that list is that in 1988, and this is how far Hollywood is now, right? In ten, in top 10 of those, or, or the, the 10 highest grossing movies that year, se- you could say seven out of 10 of them were all comedies. All of them. So, so it's a comedy. Okay. Okay. With the word F in it. <sighs> Man alive. Okay. I'm trying to think what came out in 1988. I can only remember like, like Willow. Here's, here's, here's and, one you might uh, guess it from. Here's okay. one you might guess it from. Okay. <clears throat> the, uh, the title character is named for a bright star in the constellation of Orion. Beetlejuice. There you go. Ah! Mm-mm, there you mm-mm, go. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. So and now I do I remember, I do remember the F bomb in that movie, but I didn't know that that movie was uh, PG. I could swear it was yeah, PG thirteen. Scene. It's a scene where. Um, and he says it himself. He kicks. Yeah, Beetlejuice kicks over the uh, the the tree. Yep. And he says, "Nice fucking model. Nice fucking model." <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's great about doing these sausage movies is that I, I try to find ones that I haven't watched in a long time. Yeah. And so I haven't watched this in a very, very long time. And I but picked you, it But you've because... seen it a ton of times, though, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I've seen HBO that movie so was many times. On HBO. It's yeah, always yeah, on yeah. HBO. It was always on HBO. Um, and so, uh, anyway, so like, but also, like, it's kind of been in the news because, like, Jenna Ortega apparently has been hired to play uh, Lydia's daughter. Yeah, they're sequel. doing a second one for sure. That's happening. So that was the other reason why I picked it. But <laughs> side note, personal note, like I decided to take shrooms for the first time <laughs> last night, like and fucking take a lot. And I got up to the scene. I was tripping so fucking hard. I've never, I've never, it's the weirdest fucking thing. But like, I, I, I don't, I can't recommend that you do this because I don't want to get sued, but it's fucking interesting. Anyway, I got up to the part where they're in the hallway and the, they're looking into that like black void and it's kind of green. Yeah. And the ghosts start coming, coming floating up. up. Yep. 
I fucking turned it on after that. I turned it off after that. I'm like, fuck this. I can't do it. Cause shit was like moving <laughs> and ways that weren't supposed to move. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that guy from, uh, <laughs> uh, super troopers. Yep. <laughs> so this was not a good movie to do it on your first time. No, cause like, no. cause I turned it off. I was like, you know what? I'll just watch something safe like the office. Right. Cause I'm, I'm in another rewatch of the office. Yeah. And I turn it on and. Jim is talking to Dwight, but their faces start fucking like shrinking in on themselves and then expanding outwards. And then like, you know how like Dwight has that hair split in the middle? Like, like, a oh, horn, like man. It, it, it turned into like a horn. Like, <laughs> his hair turns into a fucking horn. You're like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm like, just going right, to go to bed. So I can't, I can't, and I can't, and I spent the, I spent like, I swear to God, I spent 30 minutes at least staring at my carpet. You've seen my carpet, right? Like, yeah. how it's like this, like, like, multicolor, like, brown and, and white and, like, it's basically carpet that you get in a rental, right? Right, So that, right. like, no matter how many spills you have on it, you don't really see it, right? But nowhere in my carpet is there blue or purple. And I kept seeing blue and purple kaleidoscope colors in my brown carpet. You're like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. My deposit's yeah. gonna be taken away. So this <laughs> is, this is, this is, this was my experience watching you just to prepare, to prepare for this show. Oh, I God. thought it was a good idea to take shrooms. Oh no. No. Yeah, yeah. That was not a good idea. So, yeah, I was, I immediately regret this. Um, it's AFI, real! <laughs> yeah, oh shit, taking shrooms actually does do this. Uh. I don't know what I thought I was going to, like, witness, but, like, every time you see something where, like, there's kaleidoscope shit and somebody's tripping, that's exactly what it was like in some experience, in some things. That's anyway, so funny. AFI ranks this as the 88th funniest movie of all time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Kind of interesting, right? So, the original, um, the original, like I said before, was, like, it was really dark, right? So... So some of the things that were leaked out that were kind of dark, like Beetlejuice was actually fully full blown just trying to kill the Dietzes throughout the entire movie, not yeah. just that one time. Yeah. In the original, he was just trying to kill them all the time. I don't know if he succeeded or whatever, but but Barbara, like during the, you know how it's like kind of very tame, they just kind of just fall over into the fucking water. Yeah. Well, in the original script, in the original script, they she die gets horribly. Fucking, she gets fucking impaled like through the fucking arm. Oh my like, god! Robo, like fucking RoboCop and shit from the from the wooden barn, <laughs> right? So like that. So it's like dark like that, right? And so, so I thought this was funny too because again, I haven't seen this in a while, and I, I yeah. really enjoy watching these movies that I haven't seen in a long time with like our podcast eyes, right? Yeah. So I'm watching the movie again that I haven't seen in years, but I've seen many times. I still know almost every line in this movie, but mm -hmm. I just didn't pick it apart. I just enjoyed the movie. So the scene where they actually die, right? You know, the dog comes across. What's I don't know if you notice this, but also their bumper sticker says, I break for animals, <laughs> right? And they it's did. Actually, uh, no, they didn't. She swerves. Oh, she swerves. Oh, so right, if she right. actually broke... They could not have been going more than 15 fucking miles, right? They An just hour. would have stopped. Boom. If she just Done. did what the bumper sticker fucking said on her car, 
they'd still be alive. Now, if it said I swerve for dot for animals, you'd be like, all right. Oh yeah, then okay, I believe you. But it says I break for animals, and yeah. she didn't break. She fucking swerved. <laughs> it, I, don't, I don't know. That bothered me. Yeah. Um, so Michael Keaton also uh, his unique look uh, kind of was reportedly based on Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Too. Oh no. A little bit, like the hair and freaky. stuff like that. Oh, that movie's so freaky. Um, he apparently only shot for two weeks on this movie. That's He's only in the movie for 17 minutes. It's almost like... It's almost like Keith Ledger. He's really not in The Dark Knight a lot, but you f- you think he is, but every time he's... Like, what I love about this movie is it, there's a Jaws component to it, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You get Beetlejuice just... Little bits here and there, and every time you see him, they up the ante just a little bit more until it fucking explodes at the end, right? And that entire end sequence with when he first comes out, like the carnival thing, to yeah, the yeah, that was thing, awesome. It's fucking fantastic, and it still holds up. And I was thinking about the sequel during this during this sequence, and I was like, you know, I you know, I wanted more Michael Keaton while I was watching Beetlejuice originally, and I still do watching the original now. Um, but I'm worried that, like, if it's too much Beetlejuice. Too much Michael Keaton, yeah. Right? Because, again, if you rewatch the movie, it's like a, it, you know, it's just, it's, the peaks are getting higher and higher, and then it explodes at the end. And I realized, like, and every time that you wanted more Beetlejuice, he was sprinkled in at, like, the right time. Right, right. To, to break it, the it's tension. It's gonna need someone to kind of, it's gonna need someone to kind of, like, reel it in a little bit. You know, like, right. make it like that, 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 the same tone and everything. Cause like now everything is so fast paced and, and they don't take their time and they, you know, or they shove way too much information at you. It's a simple right. movie. It's a very simple right. concept, but done so um, well. So Winona Ryder actually solidified her role for this movie after I think Tim Burton watched her in Lucas. Oh. So after she, after he watched Lucas, they knew that Winona Ryder is the one that they, they wanted. Um, do you remember that scene where you don't, you still don't see Beetlejuice, but you see his hand pop out offering a Zagnut to a fly. Right? <laughs> yeah. He grabs which the fly, propor- which proportionally still doesn't work, right? Cause you figure he's a model and the fly is normal fly size, right? The fly should be a lot smaller than that. But the Zagnut is only the so- is actually only the size of like the fly's head. Yeah. But a normal size Zagnut would be fucking gigantic. Be, it would be like be the huge. size of the cemetery. Anyway, yeah. this is just stupid shit that I picked out. But anyway, that scene. So, you know, Gina Davis was in the fly, right? Yep. Michael Keaton was originally offered the role for that, but he turned it down. Oh, Jeff Goldblum got it. Right. So, and then when he pulls the fly underneath, you can actually hear the fly say, help me, help me, like an homage to the original oh, fly. Oh, that's genius. So like it's kind of like a I don't know roundabout way uh, homage yeah. to the Fly series. Okay, That's so like I said in the beginning, the budget it was only fifteen million dollars and it made seventy three. So you know, it's definitely made, good made back. Yep. Right, but here's the amazing part: is that out of the fifteen million dollar budget, only one million of that was for the special effects. Wow, it was a lot of so, practical stuff and slow and yes. stop go motion. And, and I finally found out how they did the mirror scene. Right. So the, you know the mirror scene where she, where he comes back first from like the Saturn thing, the, the yeah. 
they're on Saturn. I don't know why they're on Saturn. I don't know why they picked Saturn. Maybe I should have researched that part. But when he comes back and she shows her, like, above the fireplace with the horse, right? Yep. So this is how they shot that. So they actually built another set on the other side other of that side wall. Of the mirror. Oh, wow. And then took the mirror off. Oh, that's so, like, dope. So when you're looking at it, you're actually looking... It's I. It's an identical set, but yep. all they did was take the mirror out, so it looks like, and they can stand right there, and there's nothing, like that's gonna. Yeah, it's that's such a, cool. It's, it's really cool. It's so, elaborate. It's elaborate because yeah. they have to rebuild the whole set on the other side. That's yeah. nuts. It's identical, identical, but opposite. You know what I mean? Like it's, everything's got to be on the, the the opposite facing side. Right. Right. That's nuts. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Do you remember the obviously the the iconic dance scene with the shrimp, right? Yep. So Tim Burton originally wanted the Ink Spots, like a, a sh- that's a a band, uh, but they couldn't get the rights or some shit like that from that from that band or something. And Jeffrey Jones, who plays the father, uh, Charles Dietz, suggested the Banana Boat uh, song. Oh, uh, from. Harry Pelafonte. That that dude was everywhere uh, in the eighties, and now he's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, like that's the other thing I was gonna I was gonna mention too. Was that uh, like I can't mention him without saying like back in like uh, twenty uh, two thousand three, he was he pled guilty to trying to get some kid to take naked pictures of himself. So idiot. So anyway. That piece of shit. Anyway, so um, <laughs> in the same scene, so like there's a really split second shot of the the hands coming out uh, of the shrimp and grabbing the faces. Right, everything is everything is normal speed until you actually see the shrimp hand bringing the faces down, and then the scene cuts to them being pushed backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. So apparently that they couldn't get that part right, and Dick Cavett, who is actually in this movie with, uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, D- uh, Robert Goulet, made famous by Will Ferrell, kind of like from the uh. kids in the nineties. Um, Dick Cavett suggested that they just reverse the footage, so they actually start in reverse when they first their their faces are actually first touching the shrimp. And then oh, they wow. just reversed, but it's so fucking fast you don't even notice it. It, it. It's such a great edit you don't even notice it. Yeah, because like things are flying off the bowl. I'm like, off wait the- a minute, that doesn't look reversed. But then they edited the part where it's, it's just this one shove, but it's not a shove. It's just them starting from the Start, bottom, so from the bottom, or stopping yeah. the opposite and, and then doing it. So it's like that again attests to the uh, you know little trickery, right? Oh, and of course the studio wanted to cut that scene. What? That's like yeah. iconic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The the actor who played uh, Otho, you know, passed away a few years ago or yep. longer than that. And at his funeral, he wanted, uh, yes, he wanted to, kind of the same character too. Yeah. Um, he wanted to, uh, Deo was played at his Really? Funeral. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if I would have done that. Although that was like maybe his claim to fame was that movie. I don't know. That that scene is amazing because if you watch, uh, for some reason I was really drawn to Catherine O'Hara in this movie. She's more fantastic. so than before. And there's little subtle things that makes you, like she starts off. The, it's it's great writing, but it's I think it's great writing, but it's also it's very subtle and but obviously fantastic acting. 
where in the beginning she just looks like that like spoiled stepmom, you know, yeah. she's just that bitch. But like, but she's not because there, there's one scene where the husband and and the and the mother are sitting outside in that stupid outdoor shit. Yeah, the and, outside thing. Which but, there's a great line where Otho says, "You forget I know as much about the supernatural as I do about interior decorating," and they just stand in silence, and the, the camera pans out, and I never picked up on that joke. I never so picked up stupid. on that joke. Yeah. I never picked up on that joke because yeah. it's fucking so stupid. And then of course he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing afterwards when they almost he almost like re-kills the couple. Re-kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, oh, they no, they really ruined that house, man. They just made oh. it weird. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, and about the, by the end of the movie, it's back to normal. Um, <laughs> but well, because like, obviously, like you know, they 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 came to you know an agreement. Uh, an agreement but how do they? I mean, they have all that money, I guess, to do that. I don't know. Where, weren't they supposed to be retiring to the country? Is that why they were moving there? I, I, something like that. Yeah. Okay, but there's this one scene where Catherine O'Hara changes all that for you, where he's saying like maybe it was a really bad idea to move out here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you've never, let's, she's like, let's face it, you've never had a bad idea. And I was like, wow, that's a really supportive thing to say. Right. And, and honestly too, like, like earnestly, she was saying that stuff. And then, and then when, uh, Beetlejuice comes out at the end, she's the one that's holding her really yep. close and tight while the father is holding her. Yeah. And I'm like, that's an interesting placing for, I don't know. I thought it was really subtle to how show how because then by the end of it you have this feeling like the mom's really cool, right? Yeah. Uh, for some reason, and that's that's what I could never figure out, like where that turn was, and that's where those subtle turns are. That's really interesting. Yeah, because I remember at the beginning of that movie, I was like, oh my god, this lady, like the evil stepmother or whatever, I can't right, stand right. her. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, she found her like her maternal side, or she found something that she didn't like quite have before. Uh, she was just different. And then, right. um, yeah, I, I, you're right. I mean, I guess there's little subtle things, but it's the ending, I think, that really kind of does it. And the father's right. just kind of oblivious. He's just like, whatever. I'm just right. doing whatever. He just, yeah, he's just, he just plays referee between the, the stepmom and, and, uh, Lydia. Yeah, yeah. So actually, the production designer for this movie, Bo Welch, uh, met his her his future wife Catherine O'Hara on oh, this film. Nice. So they've been married ever since. So they met on this film. Yeah, I love her. She's awesome. Was it? She was in like Home Alone and you know Shit's Creek. And and, and she, oh yeah, she's so funny in Shit's Creek. Yeah. Eugene Levy and Caroline. Yeah. So uh, she's I got, love I love her in that. Like anytime she mispronounces or says a word weird, I fucking love it. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> So apparently, I don't know how they got this into production so quickly, but one year later, do you remember that Beetlejuice cartoon on Fox Kids? Yes. Yep. I watched okay. it. Okay. So for some reason, the the Maitlands are no longer in that show. I can't no. remember what happened. The parents are. Beetlejuice obviously is. But Beetlejuice no longer is a pedophile in the cartoon. Yeah. Because remember, yeah. he wants to marry he Lydia. He wants to marry Lydia, who's, yeah. Who's like going to Catholic school, <laughs> right? It's, it's just fucking weird. It's a very right? Jerry Lee Lewis thing to do. <laughs> right, right. But in the cartoon, they're best fucking friends. Right. I want the deleted cartoon scene where they explain, my bad for being a pedophile and trying to marry you. 
can we be best friends? And she says, yes. She like, says, sure. yes, yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. What could go I mean, wrong? You, you tried to have sex with me or marry me, but whatever. We're, let's we're see good. how this, let's see how this works. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how the, wait a minute. I, something really weird here. Wasn't, see, I mentioned Jerry Lee Lewis because did he, didn't he, uh, marry his 13 year old cousin? cousin? Yeah, Who yeah. was the cousin in that movie that played his cousin? In the Jerry Lee Lewis movie? There was a Jerry Lee Lewis movie. I don't remember. Okay, I have to look it up. But anyway, because yeah, I, I have this weird feeling it's Winona Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> really? No way. Uh, yeah, no it's way. called it's called Great Balls of Fire. Right, it was, uh, and uh, what's his, Dennis Quaid, right? Dennis Quaid plays... Um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yep. Let me look at the cast. Hold on. It's that time of the show where I ask you to review our show on iTunes and Facebook. On iTunes, you can just look us up at Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. And on Facebook, once again, that is at Chew on This podcast. So please head on over and give us one of those nice five-star reviews and tell us how we changed your life and made it for the better. And now, back to the show. Winona Ryder. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Oh, wow. I'm so good. That's fucked up. We, we can't do Grey Balls of Fire next. Oh, well. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Um, okay, so uh, two of the original names uh, thought for for this movie instead of Beetlejuice was House Ghost, which for some reason makes me think of Ghost Dad. Um, Whoa. And and then the other one was Scared Sheetless. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. if, someone, if someone pitched that to me, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of here, Jerry. <laughs> Big time. Scared Sheetless, really? I mean, yeah. you could use that as an episode title of some TV show, like a show, you know? Right, right, right. That, that's right. those kind of titles, but not a not a movie title, no. Right. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's so (laughs) many, yeah. So if you go back and, and, and watch the, uh, facial expressions on Catherine O'Hara's face during the dance scene, they're fucking fantastic Mm. because she bounces between like, you know how they're like possessing them, right? And there's certain point points in where they're being possessed where they are enjoying and fully into it, like they're in the music video, right? Like, you know, yeah. like they're into the singing. And then all of a sudden they cut out of, like, holy shit, what the fuck? I, I can't control my body, right? While they're still singing, right? Oh, and no. dancing, right? So if you go look, go back and look at the scene and go back and look at her face while she's be, going in between possessed like she's in a music video and then holy shit, I'm possessed. It's fucking fantastic. Wow. It's amazing. Just go back and watch and you'll appreciate how great she is in that scene. Yeah, because doesn't she, she gets, uh, possessed and, and starts like. She it, starts the song off, right? Song off. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that, that scene's pretty iconic. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe that movie for some reason would not be the same for me without that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it kind of like came out of nowhere too, right? Like, because it's even more that. iconic than like it's more iconic than Keaton coming out of the model city, right? The model town, yeah, yeah. The model of the town, like it's a cool scene. But like when you think of Beetlejuice, that's one of the things you think about is the shrimp yeah. and the fucking dancing and that song. 
Yeah. I mean, when this movie came out, that song was on the radio all the fucking time. Yeah. And then they the brought other that, song at the end too. Yeah. They brought that song out of obscurity, just like, uh, when Wayne's World bought out Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, just like, right, it just right, came exactly. right back. Right. Super hardcore. Yeah. I remember that day, like all day long. I, Fall asleep thinking about Dale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I I think even recently, it was up to like a year ago. I think that song came on. I think on Spotify or someone's playlist, and we were all just like started singing it out loud. And immediately, you only know it. Beetlejuice, from Beetlejuice comes Juice. to me. Yeah, immediately. Oh, like, like I could run almost the entire scene in my head when that song if comes you, on. If you grew, if you were born in the eighties and you were old enough to watch this movie and remember it. You know that song only from this movie. Yeah, pretty now, much. Now imagine everybody who grew up before. Yeah. When the song actually came out, right? Like, I wonder if they think of it when differently. When did it come out? Like sixties, seventies, sixties or seventies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, so, I think it was. Uh... There was some. So some of the sequel ideas. I don't know if you knew this. Some of the sequel ideas was one of the sequels that was like got a lot of headway before it got canceled was Beetlejuice in Hawaii. Yes. I remember like, this. All the what? when when they were like coming up with like trying to get a sequel going. I do remember there was two, two names was Beetlejuice in Hawaii and then Beetlejuice in Love. Yes. And then for some reason in Beetlejuice in Hawaii he was going to be known as Jucifer. Something like that. Like it was a, the script is, I think you could, you might be able to find the script. I don't know. Um, but it was just, it was really out there. It just sounded nuts and, and, and also not in the, well, in the here, same vein almost, as Beetlejuice universe. Right. Well, here's, you can thank Batman for that because, because that movie was actually going to get made with Beetlejuice going to Hawaii had it not been for Batman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. So Batman Returns saved us from Beetlejuice in Hawaii. <laughs> and now he's getting a major resurgence again, like for the third time. Right. You know, he just keeps like Keanu Reeves, just keeps like he disappears and he pops back up, makes a bunch of movies and disappears. Um, he's fantastic in it. I mean, the shit that, I mean, he's fully into the character. It's so amazing. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Yeah, he's, he's so, yeah, he's electric in that like that was a perfect casting i don't who else was supposed to be beetlejuice like a bunch of weirdos a bunch of different oh, dude sammy davis jr was the fucking weirdest one that doesn't make any sense like, like sam kinnison's kind of out there but i can i can kind of see sam kinnison doing it too not to screaming the great, uh, uh, yeah, not like, to the great right but not to the great degree and all these like little subtle things that key because there's times where he's not doing the Beetlejuice voice; he's just doing a proper Michael Keaton voice, right? Yeah. Like he just he just talks normal for a split second in the middle of his dialogue. And this is and before this is like before Jim Carrey came around, because like oh, if yeah. you because yeah. if you watch The Mask, like the genius of Jim Carrey when he becomes The Mask is fucking amazing. Um, or Robert Williams when he does his shtick, you know, and all that shit, like in Aladdin. Right. Um, but Michael Keaton took that role and like, I, it was just so, it was interesting to see him because I've seen him in all these different things. He's a physical comedy. He's pretty funny sarcastically and all that. Um, even movies that weren't really good. He was amazing. Like I remember Gung, great, his range is just gung ho. I love gung ho, but oh, I love God, Johnny yeah. dangerously and I love, uh, Mr. Mom, yeah. of course. And 
Mr. Mom. Yeah, all those uh all those movies, but like this movie comes along and you're just like holy shit, like did this guy graduate from Juilliard or something? Like cuz like he was just just performing his ass off. Well, here's and it was so damn good. Was that there wasn't a lot of dialogue for Beetlejuice, so a lot of this shit is ad-libbed. Yeah, he had to have improv a ton of that. But I just, uh, yeah, I mean, completely mischievous and, you know, um, he always has a really good, he's really good at sarcasm. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's really good. And then you see him in something like Homecoming, and you're like, holy shit, like, he could play a pretty good bad guy, like pretty intimidating bad guy, I, but... I I still cannot I can't I can't I can't unsee what I think should happen in the fucking car when he's trying oh, to be all God. tough and I'm like just so punch good. him through the fucking door just yeah. punch him you're you're still Spider Man <laughs> I don't understand it yeah I don't understand that either I'm like okay you got me like um, when he because he puts the gun away right yeah and and Peter web him up out of, out of the car <laughs> like. When he puts the gun away, why don't you just flip the fucking flip car the over, car. or yeah, or or just like seal it I, with I your webs, know. call the police. Well, he doesn't have webs at that point. He doesn't have webs at that point. Remember, he has to go actually get the web shooters oh, from underneath the locker room. That's right. Locker. That's right. But he could have just like maybe nonchalantly tried to exit out the same way, and then when he puts the gun away, he just punches him through the fucking you know the windshield the the the, the window. Where it's yeah. subtle enough where nobody spots a fucking like fourteen year old kid punching a door, <laughs> a window, you know? Yeah, something subtle. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense that like once he puts the gun away, it's like it's just he's just a guy. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah, just one punch and he's out. Yeah, he was like okay, just so late sixties. This, this movie actually surprisingly has an Oscar for best makeup. Really? Yeah, it has an Oscar. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I would have thought maybe uh, production, like uh, design, production design. I'm sure or it was like nominated, but the only win for the Oscar was was for best makeup. Huh. Which, yeah, definitely. I mean, look at all the there's the waiting room scene, right? So the waiting the waiting room scene and all the places and in, in, I don't know what that is the afterlife place. Uh, look at all that makeup there. Yeah, they did. I, I was reading this right now. It says uh, Academy Award for Best Makeup and Hairstyle, right. uh, but it also got it got a ton of other types of awards. Like, yeah, it won like three or four awards in the Saturn Awards. Yeah, huh. the uh, the woman who plays Juno, she won a Best Supporting Actress, I think, for at the Saturn Awards that year. Nice. So I wonder. So Beetlejuice too. I wonder if. Uh, What's her name will be in it? Um, uh, well, you know, the dad ain't not going to be in it. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> got an ankle monitor on him. <laughs> yeah, right. Helena Bottom Carter. I wonder if she's going to be in it because she's like in every single Tim Burton movie. <laughs> Johnny Depp with white face. That'll be Johnny Depp in white face, yeah. <laughs> with an accent. The villain will be Johnny Depp. And Tapp. he's a pedophile. <laughs> the, the, villain, the, villain will, the villain will be like a mixture between him in Dark Shadows and Tonto. <laughs> I just hope they don't make Beetlejuice like a good guy. I want him to, to to continue being the mischievous evil little shit that he is. I don't I hope they don't do that thing where like they, they have a worse evil well, entity and they're like, We need you, Beetlejuice, to help us fight this thing. You know? Well then it would then it would make sense for the cartoon then, right? 
Right, right. Like, the cartoon was more like that, where they just became friends with them and they went on adventures, you know. Right. Which and, I actually enjoyed that show. Oh, I love the show. It was start, he was he was funny. You know, he was yeah. whoever there they was got from Beetlejuice was really cool, funny. Fun. There was a certain cool. I don't know. The the animation style was different too. Yeah. There yeah. was nothing like it on TV. Yeah. No, I I liked it, but I I just hope they don't. I don't know. Maybe somebody else moves into the house. Fuck, I don't know. Or, or, or well, that I, sounds like a rehashing of the first movie. I don't, I don't need the Force Awakens. Or the, idea, <laughs> it's just a bigger Death Star. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bigger asshole that it's just, just moves a, into the house. It's just a bigger model uh, upstairs. Um, <laughs> like Tucker Carlson moves into the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, if, if it's true about the Jenna Ortega thing, I think that's great casting, of course. Right. Um, you know, you have to know this fact, and I, this is exactly why I didn't read it while I was trying to, you know, make you, uh, guess what the movie was. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, Kevin Smith passed on doing a treatment for the sequel to yes. do Superman Libs, right? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> Good had, a, one. I had, a, I had an idea that I was like, I'm not going to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I would save it for the listeners. Yeah. I knew the second I missed, mentioned Kevin Smith, you would know. I, I remember that pretty, I mean, pretty well. Um, yeah. But <sighs> Superman Lives. Oh, man, that's so funny. That, that, yeah, I remember that documentary about that. It was just so what's weird funny, watching what's Nick funny Cage is, in that costume. What's funny is that, like, John Peters sounds like a complete lunatic in that, crazy. In, in that, in that documentary. But when you hear stories or see movies that are released, you're like, Oh shit. Is it really that far off that like, like it's not only John Peters, it's like other suits that don't know what the fuck they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean now the comic genre, they've pretty much just handed it over to people that know what they're doing. It just took DC ten like fucking twenty years to do it. Yeah. Uh but tons of shitty movies to get there. Exactly. But uh yeah, John Peters is a whack job and I love that Kevin Smith uh stand up where he talks about John Peters. It's fucking hilarious and right. perfect. So anyway so I through podcasting eyes, there's this one thing that like I never picked up on, right? So, so Beetlejuice essentially needs to marry Lydia so that he can come into the living world, which I don't know why because it's never established. If he comes back to the living, wouldn't he lose all his powers? And then why the fuck would you want that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just tired, and maybe he just wants to eventually get a chance to die. But the way that he wants to live doesn't seem like he's going to a lose his powers, but he's just going to be living. Which I don't know why, because you're fucking immortal right now. You're a ghost. You can right. never die, and you have all these powers. Right. And obviously, you can have sex because you're in a fucking brothel, right? So <laughs> why doesn't he? Why doesn't he record someone saying Beetlejuice, and he could just play it back three times? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Like Thor's hammer on the elevator. What? We'll never know. Right. right. <laughs> is the elevator Does it have to be, to be the same? Per it doesn't even have to be the same person, right? Yeah, just have someone record it and then go. Thanks. So, like nowadays, he could just, nowadays he could just go and like have a live stream. Yeah, and then just add everybody into the fucking room, and only three people need to say his name in that entire Boom, room. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to fucking say it. Somebody's going to be like, there's going to be at least a thousand people in that room going, wait, what's his name? Beetlejuice? And then like, <laughs> just fucking appears. <laughs> but it's not spelled that way, isn't it? Wasn't it like, it looked like Beetlegeist? No, Beetle it's called Beetlegeist. But, but the reason why it's spelled that way is the homage back to that, 
um, uh, what did I say? Saturn moon or something? Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, um, uh, oh, the bright, the bright red star constellation of Orion. So I think around like somewhere maybe in his belt or somewhere. Mm. Uh, one of those stars is called Betelgeuse or Betelgeuse. Interesting. And the G E U S E part of it is how it's spelt in the movie. But they say, but the juice. beetle is different spelled for the, for the actual star. It's B T E L. Gotcha. So that's why it's spelt the way it's spelt. The the last part of it, anyway. Gotcha. So that's the homage to the star. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I anyway, I never so, knew that. Yeah, me neither. I didn't know about the red star either. I always thought it was weird that it was called two different things, but now you know why. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Okay, so at the end, right? He needs to marry Lydia to come into the living, right? Yeah. But it's a but. But Barbara kills him with the sandworm somehow. I have no idea how she fucking rode that thing from Saturn to that house. <laughs> but she somehow tames it. I think that I think mainly because they tease it in the beginning where she punches it. Punches it, yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, so she rides it and kills him before the priest says man and wife. He gets to man and and then he dies, right? Right, right. Now, the next time you see Beetlejuice. He's in the waiting room where all the people who have died are waiting to get in to go see Juno, right? What is he in that? Yeah. Why is right? he in that? Oh, I guess that He's never made sense. He's already dead. So yeah. Like, what I'm thinking is what, like, did the ceremony actually work then? And then he actually became whole and then died? Well, it couldn't have because the... Was it what was happening? Wasn't it killing the parents by doing that that ritual? It was like killing yeah, them so again. What that what that was doing was erasing bringing, them from existence. Was, no, it was actually bringing them back alive. Okay, and so that's why they were aging fast because they've been dead in the ground for so long, right? That that their body is now is that why she was marrying him? Frame. That was why she was marrying him, right? To bring the parents back. No, she married him because the deal was you save the Maitlands and I'll marry. Oh, and I'll marry. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah, that he was, was gonna the deal. Kill. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. But, but the worm from Dune killed it. <laughs> it killed him. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, I know. I like this time. I was like, wait a minute. Did he? Did the ceremony work? Because, like, why is he in the waiting room? Or unless he's. Uh, I mean, unless him. he's there to like talk to Juno about something else. Like, I don't know. But you know, we're gonna get. You know that that. Star Wars Cantinas type scene again in the waiting room where we got all those crazy right. weirdos. Well, here's the thing watching this movie is that everything is practical. The only time I picked apart a special effect was when you actually, and it sucks because it's his introduction scene where he comes out of this, comes out of the grave. Yeah. And, but the problem is, is that there's dust, right? That, that comes out with him like supposed dirt because he's coming out of the coffin, right? Yeah. Yeah. The problem is the dust highlights the fucking string. String him up. above him. Oh, yeah. I, I remember seeing some. Because you can't see it in the black part of it. Right. But, but when the camera pans and the, and the string is on the same level as the, as the dirt that comes with him out of the, out of the ground, it fuck, you, you can, can see, see the it wires. makes the string. So like yeah. that, that part kind of sucks. But yeah. other than that, the special effects are all practical and even like they don't, like, they can improve on certain practical effects like the like the head spinning scene doesn't hold up it's it's clearly just really 1980s special effects right right like, right for some reason the animation the, the the stop motion holds up for me the all the practical effects in that waiting room and in the you know the football players all that stuff works for me 
I can see fixing the the head spinning thing, like I said, and I'm even okay with the anima- stop motion animation of 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 Saturn and the sandworm. Like it just it just fits the aesthetic it's, of the it, movie. Yes, absolutely. Now I'm like when I was watching this, I was thinking about the sequel. I'm like, man, is that sandworm going to be CG? Because if it is, it's going to look like shit. I well, want it to look like this. And fifteen million dollars could be like a hundred fifty million dollar movie now. And it's like, why? You don't need to right. do that. You don't. They don't make. I mean, you could make that movie under fifty million, probably, pretty easily, right. uh, maybe even less. But and with, I mean, today's day and age, like with advertising and stuff, it's like the internet. You can just throw stuff on the internet or Instagram. It's way cheaper than, you know, the the marketing right. campaigns for some of these movies. Like, I think Fast Ten is like got to be the most expensive Fast and Furious movie ever. Like, probably like three hundred million. I mean, their cast is so stacked, but but you have to like almost double that kind of for the merch for uh advertising or at least half of that budget whatever and they got to make like a billion dollars just to you know just to get their nut you know before Dude, they can start I, I making heard, money i heard a rumor that the fast 10 is actually the first part of a two-parter i actually heard that's now first part of a three-parter that was just released i think yesterday Diesel was saying like, ah, I think this is going to be a trilogy, like 10, 10, 11, and 12. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, really? Yeah. Because I remember they said 10 was going to be the end. And then last year they were like, no, we're going to do a two parter. And then just the other day is like, yeah, I think we got one more in us. And I'm like, well, because the pro, the thing is, dude, these things make so much fucking money that they're never going to stop until they start losing money. <laughs> dude, by the time this series ends, he's going to get to hang up a fucking old person handicap sticker, like on his fucking rearview mirror. He's just like, going he's he, to, he's just going to be driving around like souped up wheelchairs and shit, you know? Like, <laughs> fucking, all black. Fucking, you know, all, like, all it's black. like the and handicap, he's got, handicap races. He's got, He's got Nas in the fucking wheelchair. <laughs> it's got the, it's it's chrome. the wheelchair with the basket, you know, the really cool ones with the basket. You can go shopping in two. It's got Nas in it. That's yeah. so bad. Yeah, I mean, all these people ever do, too. They don't have cell phones. They talk in walkie-talkies. They just drive around and talk in their walkie-talkies at each other. Like right. I, I, like the last few movies when I watch them, you can I'm just take like, a car to space, but you decide to still talk through walkie talkies. Yeah, I, I'm serious. I'm like, why are you guys wearing earpieces or some shit? Like in the Avengers, they're all wearing earpieces that don't even exist in their that ear. don't exist in their ears. <laughs> yeah, but they just put their hand up to their ear, you know, and you're like, oh, they got earpieces. But and while like, they're driving in extreme like high speeds, like, and they're talking a walkie talkie, like how are you free? <laughs> You should be hands free. Exactly. But they're like yelling into the walkie talkies like, ah, Tash, help me or whatever. And I'm like, and what a lot the of fuck? the times their cars get destroyed. So how do you talk to the person who lost their walkie talkie? Yeah. <laughs> like how many times is like, uh, Roman's car been destroyed? <sighs> right? Like how many times has his car alone been fucking destroyed? How many, they're like, how many fucking walkie talkies have you gone through? What the like fuck? Best Buy, Best Buy has like it. He's like they've got like a, a subscribe and save just on Amazon Prime <laughs> for walkie talkies. That's the other thing about the fifth movie that bothers me. They have no money. The whole premise of this movie is to get money. They have no money, but like they're buying all this shit, this tech to like replicate oh, that the, safe the and entire, all that shit the, and in the warehouse too. Yeah, where they're like, practicing. You have no money. <laughs> How the fuck did you? <laughs> 
You get all Isn't these fancy warehouse? cars and all this shit. And you have, have no money. They have that elaborate camera system. Set yeah. Up the, and the, the safe alone too. had to cost like, you know, $100,000. It's ridiculous. Right. And, anyway. And all the cars. I mean, at least in Ocean Eleven, you know, it was bankrolled by some guy, like the rich guy. But, like, nobody's bankrolling this. Everyone's broke. So, they did a lot of drag races. Well, they did. They, 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 there's a deleted scene where they go back to drag wars and just race there and then come back. For, like, two years. Right. For two, where the fuck you guys been? It took us a long time to get the money, okay? Well, I can't it's just... not even there. It's not even there anymore. It's in yeah, Florida. The guy, the guy's gone. <laughs> the guy's gone. The he, safe is gone. And the money is gone. On a chicken wing, and he's fucking dead. And then, like, we overturned the government. It's fantastic here. The, the Italian job guys like stole it all. They're like, fuck. <laughs> the entire the entire city is like thriving, all because like they didn't go f- forward with their plan. What right? The course of things. <laughs> Yeah, they, of things they stole, like, that's the whole premise of the 10th movie is because they stole all that money and killed the brother. I it's just, I think. From Brazil. I think, okay, we're, this is Beetlejuice, but last thing about Fast Five, <laughs> Fast Ten, is that, like, I've been wanting to kind of watch this movie knowing full well how ridiculous it is and wondering if I go in knowing this is going to be bonkers, crazy, stupid, if I'll enjoy it more. Maybe because I I know I went into nine not think thinking I was going to get like a serious movie. <laughs> I was like they go up into Why would space. You think that? Well, like not ser- like five was so great. Yeah, and seven while seven for different reasons was great too. But and there's things about six and eight like in eight the whole scene in the plane with the two brothers saving Dom's kid is fucking fantastic. Right. But the rest of the shit is stupid. And so right. the whole space thing, they're yelling at each other over each other. And, you know, and I'm like, how are, these guys are building a what? You know, so uh, that was so dumb. But this movie, yeah, I agree with you. It's like go into it, not just going like, you know what? I'm just going to be entertained. I'm going to be entertained. Yeah. And Jason Momoa is a great addition, although he looks like, I don't know. It looks like he's like. It's not does not look fit like Aquaman. He looks pretty fat. <laughs> so I don't know. But I I think like you, he's like I gotta look you, like Dom. Are you so I'm seriously just... <laughs> fat shaming Jason Momoa? I shouldn't. I I think he's looking gotta the look way that like we Dom. look. Looking oh, the way that we look. He still looks. I would be I would a thousand be times better fine. than me. I'd be fine looking. I'd be fine with his body even if he <laughs> has it. I think he's got a dad bod. I think he's got Vin Diesel's bod in this movie. He's like got, they don't, he's got they don't, fast, he's got fast eight Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, candy ass. <laughs> yeah, like at some point he just stopped wearing <laughs> the wife beater shirts, right? Yeah. Those were his fat phases, <laughs> and he was wearing he was wearing fucking uncomfortable leather jackets for some reason. Dude, he got married in a in a white tank top and like white pants. <laughs> like this is so stupid. <laughs> He was wearing oh, the man. same shit. He was wearing the same shit Shiri was wearing to to, to Charles' wedding uh, funeral. <laughs> all right, all right, enough of that right. shit. Uh, maybe all we right, need so, to. We might need to review Fast Ten. I don't know. Like, I I kind of want to now. <laughs> anyway, all right. So Beetlejuice, uh, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, it was a fantastic rewatch for me. What's the Rotten Tomatoes uh, on that thing? Do you know? Oh, that. No, I definitely did not look what the serious fuck, dude. I know, right? Aren't you the king of boring shit? Yeah, I know. 
All right, let's see this. All right, this uh, is rotten. Let's see. It is at 86% with good. 63 votes. Only 63. All right. Well, you're well, 1980. Here's 64. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> right. 65. It's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it in a while, go watch it. There are some interesting things like the first thing Beetlejuice says, like coming out of the, the model of the city or the town is attention Kmart shoppers. And I'm like, anybody <laughs> watching this movie for the first time who didn't grow up in the 80s or 90s or oh my 2000s, God. We'll never know what the fuck that means. Hello, Circuit City. <laughs> right, right. Welcome to Circuit. It's like I the first the first Fast and the Furious movie was like I bought these walkie talkies at Circuit City, at Radio Shack. <laughs> right. I think those people still have online presences. On honestly, like Toys R Us is still around. Yeah, has it fully whatever. gone away? But anyway, I, I'm looking forward to the sequel. I just hope that they. They get some. Stay that, with it. I hope to just pay really good homage to uh, to the first until, one. Until until they fun. officially release a, uh, a release a release date or you know something or somebody comes out and says the script is done. We just You're like I, I don't believe it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the whole Jenna Ortega thing is cool and it makes total sense. But that someone just said that out loud. You can say right, anything so you like, want out loud. Yeah, I could say like I don't know. They, their Tupac is in this movie. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're, they're, uh, they're doing the hologram thing. Yeah, no doubt. All right, <laughs> imagine stop motion Tupac. <laughs> that would be bad. I don't know. That would be amazing. I was. He's riding the sandstorm sand snake, and Biggie's on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> right, that would be awesome. The other one's struggling with Biggie on it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and right. then and then Toretto comes out of nowhere and they race. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> that's enough. I'm getting a little punchy. All right, well that was episode 380 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Nick. Till next time, folks. Chew on that. Later. <laughs>